に上がら関係ねえ<笑> Shall we begin? The winter is coming I can do this all day Tear down this wall Face front, true believers. The turbulent times of the Great Depression and World War II created our hero, the idol to the generations and generations of kids, grown-ups, writers, artists, geeks, nerds, men of culture as well, men who personally shaped my imagination, men who inspired that creativity spark in me, the man I will always admire. Unfortunately, I never had a chance to tell you this myself, but thank you, Stan. Thank you for everything and thank you for all of us. Comic books weren't the fairy tales for grown-ups just for you. And Mr. Lee, one man can make a difference. And you made it. And now, until we meet again, may the blessings of us get be showered upon you. Excelsior and Ikuzo! Oh, and Luca, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, ready to dissect uh, this great great subject and the great man that uh, mr stanley uh, was and is to, the, to this day the legacy uh, that can be paralleled so uh one man one man uh 70 or, or almost over 70 years uh, in the comic book uh, business and industry you know uh, quite i'm always amazed uh, with the people that dedicated their whole life to this thing, this thing that they were obsessed about, you know. And when you think about Stanley, uh, humble beginnings, born, uh, you know, a Jewish household in New York City during the Great Depression, uh, begin writing comics, you know, uh, in that day in the timely comics, you know, quite an interesting story coming to the Second World War. And to think about it in 2010s, Maybe he grew, maybe he was the mo- at his most popular, you know. It's quite amazing, uh, you know, conclusion to the journey of the man who, you know, dedicated his uh, life to this uh, ninth art that we all enjoy. Yeah, and in that 70 years, he didn't just became the symbol for Marvel. He became the symbol for whole comic book industry, you know, for, for every geek, for everyone. And in that seven years, you gotta ask yourself how this man managed to endure so so long. I mean, he he was the creator until the last day of his life. And you know, for seventy years, he had some tops, he had some bottoms, and you know, he, he was still there doing that shit. Uh, yeah, and uh, when I think about it, um, uh, he. Later in his life, when he didn't create comics, obviously, uh, he was always uh, making appearances and uh, doing cameos, cameos that became iconic and uh, everything. So his involvement in the comic book industry is just... And in in that time, he became the poster boy now uh, for that uh, whole creation of that because uh, of the popularity that uh, superhero movies have now in the world. Uh, But uh, back at the beginning, uh, to go back in time right now uh, one of the facts that i found uh, very fascinating about him was uh, that i read that at the time because comic books at the time that uh, he started writing they weren't uh, they had a low social status so to speak yeah. uh, so uh, he didn't think it was cool uh, quote unquote and uh, in that time he wrote under the other name so they didn't recognize it was him writing which i find quite uh, fascinating 
yeah and in in that time you know he, he saw that comic books needed to change and and he managed to make that change he's a revolutionary in comic book world you know yeah, yeah. comic book by then that there were just some i don't know some stupid two pages and uh, there will be some uh, social message that you will have to put in to uh, share to the kids and everything and stanley always considered that comic books can be much more that they are the piece of art just like any other novel uh, yeah, and you 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 kind of have that um, something of uh, that thinking even today because uh, comic books are generally looked upon as form of a only child entertainment, you know, which I used to listen to are comic books for children, obviously, and, but uh, comic books are just a more than that. Like you have movies for kids, you have obviously movies for you know uh, adult with adult themes, but uh, you know the comic books are the same way, but. Even today, there's some consensus in the uh, society that just uh, is like comic books should be for kids only, and it's kind of a childish for you to read it, which I, I find you know quite irritating at the times. But uh, the the Stanley introduced uh, many of those layers to the comic books characters and the the writing of comic books, which helped them propel in the new areas. Yeah, and and that way of thinking of the child of comics to be the childish thing, it pains me to be honest, really, because some comic books and I'll be honest can be much more better than some uh, like uh, some mandatory uh, novels you must read in school, and that's a fact, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And listen, like you said, uh, it was a form of entertainment. The comic books and they still are you know but uh but that can be a true art you know true art uh, where authors can deliver their messages and deliver their you know thoughts and uh, really you know through art through through those balloons that characters speak it's a different it's a different way of communicating with audience and uh back to the stan lee himself you know I, at the time when comic books weren't sort of say complicated in a storytelling sense or character deepness sense uh, he introduced like you had perfect heroes like superman batman that were not so Im- yeah, he hated them yeah not so imaginative personalities at the time because they didn't have many layers and he introduced uh, these layers to the characters like People that didn't like to be superheroes, and yeah, and that had personal issues, which I find quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, and let's wrap with this. I will quote you, Stanley, in this. Uh, The story you mentioned earlier about his early works, and that uh, he he wasn't really proud to make comic books that he needed to make, like Goodman wanted, and you know he would often go into the quarrels with the. at the time, Timely Comics, uh, and then Marvel, and uh, Chairman Goodman, and everyone. And, you know, uh, uh, he said, I used to be embarrassed because I was just a comic book writer, while other people were building bridges or going on to medical careers. And then I began to realize, entertainment is one of the most important things in people's lives. Without it, they might go off the deep end. And that's also a fact. So, at uh, the beginning of 60s, uh, you know, which will start the Marvel Revolution, uh, because of the huge popularity of uh, Justice Society of America, you know, uh, St- uh, Lee was given a task of creating the superhero team that 
would compete with them in uh, popularity and sales and everything. And at that time, him and Kirby created uh, Fantasy IV, uh, which, as we talked about earlier, were heroes that not all of them liked being superheroes, and uh, some had their own personal issues, uh, and, and issues with their look and everything, and psychological issues. Uh, how important do you think was creating, I mean, all his characters that he later created, but how important just Fantastic Four was uh, to comic book industry at the time and uh, comic book in the comic books uh, itself? Well, that was a really important uh, moment in the history of Marvel, in the history of comic books, uh, because you know when uh, Stanley uh, created Fantastic Four with Kirby, you know he actually wanted to quit Marvel, and you know, and then Joan his wife uh, come to the scene and said, well, it doesn't matter if you get fired, if you want to quit, just do it, you know? And then he proceeds and creates these characters like Fantastic Four. And that's like the standpoint for the future evolution of comic books like we have today. That uh, the, the, the Fantastic Four was the first team that, that had personality, uh, first heroes that had personality, you know, that they weren't just some uh, perfect man uh, that uh, imagined like Superman and Batman, like you uh, previously mentioned, you know. And then the futures, uh, future uh, creations by Stanley, uh, he, he was more and more proud of his creations, you know. And in he, he, yeah, let's be honest, he just wanted to make some dollars on them. And, you know, he never believed in, like he said, in million years that they will evolve, in, evolve into such thing as they are today. Uh, yeah, and uh, listen, when you think about it, um, how popular at the time was Fantastic Four, and unfortunately, without a movie today, it's, it's kind of seized a little bit, but uh, his other creation, the, the Spider-Man, which... W- when you think about it with uh, Batman and Superman is uh, the most popular superhero uh, of all time, Uh, you know, somewhere in the top three, uh, no doubt. Uh, But uh, his creations, like uh, you were building sort of uh, him and uh, Kirby and uh, maybe Ditko were were building this timely comics or now Marvel comics from the, uh, you know, from the scratch, so to speak, you know, th- this was supposed to be a totally new thing, um, something never seen before, you know, cast of new heroes that were uh, invented uh, at the time. So uh, as, as much as that was a tough task, in my opinion, it, it was kind of a, it came in the right time, as you said, for him, because he was on verge of being fired. And he was like, well, let's be creative. Let's, uh, let's just, you know, pump whatever we got. And, uh, if it succeeds, it's going to be great. And if it doesn't, you know, who cares, you know. But And at the time, you know, I think that was important because you entered this new era of comic books. And it's interesting how the industry respo- uh, responded after that. Uh, but one thing I found uh, also quite interesting is uh, uh, he, I think, later became a publisher. And do you think sort of he stepped down at the right time, like that he was getting uh, maybe uh, thought that there was a new time in the comics books that, that he couldn't, you know, uh, bring new things as a writer. 
yeah, you know, now that you mention, when we look at the comic books, for us, they are just entertainment. And we think that Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, Jason Aaron, Frank Miller, everyone, they do it just for pleasure. No, uh, like Stan Lee, they are constantly torn between two sides, two sides, between the publisher and like Goodman was to Stan Lee, and between his own uh, ideas. And yeah. they are deadlines. That's the business. You know, and you can't always make what, uh, what you want to make. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you must pleasure the other side, you know, and the agencies and everyone. And, you know, now, uh, like I read in uh, Stanley's bio, he always seeked new talents, new writers, new artists. He, he knew he, he can do this forever, you know. And I think he stepped down at the, t- uh, at the right time and he uh, uh, remained a uh, prominent figure in the Marvel. Uh, yeah, and one other thing that I like to think about, he was uh, at one point for the brief period of time uh, a president of Marvel, but uh, I think he said, and I'm I'm kind of a paraphrasing it, but he said that um, uh, it involved too much of a business and financials and not uh, much about creating, which uh, he enjoyed. And um, I think that's the essence of his character in, the, in that uh, sense, because... Uh, he wasn't that uh, behind the scenes kind of guy, you know. He was like, "I am writer. I can be publisher, but but, but don't throw me into this uh, into this business side that uh, I'm not knowledgeable about, and I don't want to find out about." And you know, well, he was working in Marvel. He gathered some good friends, some bad friends, some enemies, frenemies, and everything. You know and. Most notable figures uh, with Stanley were Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. They were they were not as popular as Stan, but they are as important as Stan. Let me say it. And you know there was some misunderstanding between them from now and then. And you know even Jack Kirby and Stanley there they had some heated arguments yeah, yeah. in Marvel. And you know they took parts. Uh, they took apart. And you know later. They found some middle ground and started working again and everything. But, you know, there's that pressure in that industry, just like in every other. You want, uh, the, the, there, there's egos, you know. The boatmen felt like they are the leading name in project like Spider-Man, you know. And when we now recollect our thoughts and everything, we see that Stanley, in some manner, for Spider-Man, for example, you know, he considers Spider-Man, let's say, like he was his child, you yeah, know. Yeah. He, that, that perfect gem he created. And Jack Kirby was the man who brought him to life also. And he, he felt that uh, without him, Spider-Man wouldn't be there, you know. Uh, yeah, but think about this. Uh, listen, the testament of success of of professor is his students. The testament of success for the writer or uh, is his character, you know, or his uh, work. In this sense, uh, when you think about it, uh, Kirby said at one point for Lee that he made it a centerpiece about himself. You know, he was accusing him of having God complex and uh, making it like. Marvel's all about this one man and uh, a lot of harsh words were exchanged between those two. Uh, But when you think about it, in some sense, although Lee is a great figure, it just happened that uh, he was getting 
especially with the cameos in the movies later and he lived longer than uh, Kirby uh, j- j- just get- gathered much more attention maybe than uh, some of other figures in Marvel which during that time, it wasn't just one man creating the, the, the Marvel revolution, so to speak, in the 60s. Uh, there were much more figures involved. And uh, to that extent, I understand it. And as, as you said, the Spider-Man is the great example. Uh, it was a work of multiple people in some sense. Were you maybe the centerpiece of it? You were. Uh, but is it all you? Definitely not. And... Uh, being the industry that comic books are, I think it's important just to recognize that although the the great person, the the, the great man that uh, Stanley was with his creations, uh, there's definitely that part that just is in the industry, and you have to say, well, there is a part of Kirby, there's a part of Ditko, there's a part of uh, hundreds of other people, and uh, I think. Uh, recognizing that as just a fan of comic books as a geek maybe or uh, anything else is uh, important in so to to appreciate the the art of comic books uh, marvel and uh, comic books uh, itself yeah those men were not the saints definitely and i think that would be all for this leader in comic book revolution, these uh, inspirations for generations of uh, comic book writers, artists, and let's let's wrap it up and say: if you are a writer, keep writing; if you are a reader, keep reading; if you are entrepreneur, keep making money. Whatever you do, do it with one hundred percent, and one day. If you try good enough, you will be, as we said in one of the previous episodes, standing in the Hall of Fame and Excelsior. We stay genuine, uncensored and unscripted, and we always will, as we have to order our usual. Share us and subscribe us, and stay tuned until the next Wednesday. Iguzo!